I'm Dr. Lisa Fitzpatrick, founder of Grapevine Health and your host of the Grapevine Health Podcast, a podcast highlighting stories, health insights, and experiences of community members. We started this podcast because too often discussions and decision-making about health and the healthcare system don't include perspectives from the people we serve. So listeners, if you have a personal story or an experience from working in the community or on the front lines of healthcare, contact us and we might have you on the show. Lauren Lou Allen is a 20-year-old DC resident with the Alliance for Concerned Men. She offers insights about how to get young people to wear masks and follow public health advice. Just introduce yourself and tell people what you're doing in the community or anything you want people to know. Oh, my name is Lauren Luara, and I work for the Alliance of Concerned Men, which is an organization based in D.C., and we focus on the prevention of gun violence in the community and the prevention, and we uh, help with gang intervention. Oh, okay. And have you been more or less busy during the pandemic? We've been less because we can't really get access to our phones right now. And then a lot of people are scared to come out. And most of our work is done with teens. So it's more so of a walk up thing like they would come to the center. Um, most of the work has been with the credible messengers. They've really been holding the program over right now. Because mm-hmm. what they do is uh, they help juveniles that just got from jail. They mentor them until their trials are. If they even do have another child, they just mentor them, make sure they're going on the right path, and make sure that they have basic necessities and things like that. But that's most of what we've been focusing on since the pandemic. We're trying mm-hmm. to uh, get involved in the protests that's going on in D.C. right now. Mm-hmm. So you said you all don't have access to your phones? What does that mean? Yeah, like the phone's in the office and we can't go in the office. Because of the pandemic? Of, yeah. And, and and the phones are connected to your work how? Well, we're missing a lot of people that we can help because we can't get in the office to mm-hmm. our phones right now. And and who mostly are you helping? Uh, Mostly I'm, a, I'm really a secretary for everybody in the organization that needs help. Right now we're putting together... This thing with cartoons, we're making our youth into cartoon characters, into superheroes, because we feel like they are superheroes with everything that they've been through and that oh, they faced and that they overcame. Oh, superheroes. Yeah, so That's creative. I would put the organization into contact with a graphic designer, uh, I would, and I would handle everything, and then when the contract is ready, that's when the organization comes to play. So I just really help everybody out. Sure, but the Alliance for Concerned Men is mostly focused on youth or adults as well? Adults too. Most of the time we get youth because that's really who really be hanging outside or getting involved in things like the crime rate is so high because of the youth. Like if you look at the ages that the people are committing these crimes, it's 14, 13, 17, 16, like a boy that was 14 years, no, he was 15. He just got locked up, but like he committed like four murders. A 15-year-old? Yeah. Wow. It's like the stories you don't hear on the news. Like if you really look into 
DC's his, DC's history with murder is a lot of young people because they don't have no guidance. So we try to offer them guidance. Mm-hmm. Thank you for thank you for your service. That's amazing. I'm I'm very interested though to hear your perspective on coronavirus, this pandemic, and youth. We've heard from a lot of young people when we're doing outreach. They will all be specific. There was a young man I spoke to just last week. He wasn't wearing a mask, and I asked I asked why, and he said, "Well, I don't think this is real. I don't know anybody who has coronavirus. And where did it come from? How did it just show up all of a sudden? What do you think about that?" That's the problem with a lot of our uh, youth. They're not educated. I feel like the government they want to mandate. They want to put out curfews and make sure everybody wears masks. You can't go in this place. You can't do this if you don't wear a mask. But a lot of people are not educated on the disease, so they're thinking, why should I wear masks? I don't even know if this is real. It, like he said, it didn't happen to anybody around me, so it's not really affecting me. And that's why that's why the cases are rising, because a lot of youth have that mentality. And I'm not even just going to say a lot of youth, a lot of older people also have that mentality of nobody around me has it, so it must not be real. But that's where the government should come into place and help educate us, like educate us on what this is, what this actually is. I wouldn't have known about the coronavirus if I didn't educate myself. How did you do I that? I just been ignorant. How did you educate yourself? I was reading articles about it when it first started happening, and I think it was I think it was September. It was an article in China, like it was something going on in China. They shut down the whole market because they caught a, a disease was caught from an animal and there was no care for it and it was spreading rapidly. So they shut down the whole center, the whole food trading center. And that was the that's the first that I heard about the coronavirus. Well, I think that's the first all of us heard about it. It was actually in, de- in December. And some oh, of yeah. the early cases were hospitalized in um, early December. So, um, and you read you read this on the internet, yeah. And then you've been you've been following it since then. Yeah, I have. And a, a lot of kids don't like they go on the internet for entertainment, not for news. What are they doing on the internet? So if we if uh, I were what? to walk in walk TikTok up to, videos to <laughs> it, it TikTok videos, so social media, they're on social media. Yeah, mm-hmm. social media. Well, that's, those are kids that, you know, have homes and have access to social media. But the kids that is, you know, that's sitting outside all day, gambling or selling drugs or just chilling outside with their friends, they're important too. And they, they should be educated on disease too. So I feel like it should be articles about it in the newspaper. There should be officials handing out mags on streets, handing out articles just like, it should be different. I feel like if we were in a different community, then D.C. government would have handled the situation with the youth not wearing masks differently because they actually would have cared, but they don't care about it. they just like, they're not wearing masks. Okay. So you so meant, you mentioned you want the government to educate people. Do you think people That's, listen to what the government says? What do we says? pay them for? Yeah, but do you think, especially young people, the ones you're talking about, do you think they listen to messages from the government? If they send, it, it depends 
on the situation of the severity of the situation. Like some situations we won't listen because it's not important, but a lot, everybody knows about the coronavirus, but they don't know how it affects you. So if someone was to go up to them and be like, you need to wear a mask and they was to ask why, and you would explain to them why they need to wear a mask. Nine times out of 10, they're going to stop wearing a mask. But if you just be like, oh, you need to wear a mask and stay six feet apart for what? Why do I have to do that? Because you're going to get sick. Okay. I catch a cold every year. (laughs) What do you mean I'm going to get sick? Mm -hmm. Well, so if everybody's heard of coronavirus, what do they think is going on? They think it's just a common cold or a common flu. I see. Okay. Yeah. They don't know how severe it is. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people I know just think it's a cold. Like, it's just a really bad cold. Mm-hmm. So, let, let's say there were educational campaigns. What's your recommendation for how those campaigns should be developed? And where do you put the information so that we are sure people get the information? I mean, then as though we have police officers patrolling our neighborhoods every day they could at least patrol it and hand out flyers or educate them. They don't have to constantly harass people. They can actually get paid to do their job. Well, I but you like know, the there's a, isn't there a national discussion, though, about what the police should be doing and passing out flyers? It's certainly not one of the duties. People. Yeah, they focus on the wrong things. Like, they're so worried about attacking protesters like, and stuff. They, they don't, they're not listening to the message mm. that the protesters are saying. What are the but protesters like in, saying? In the community that we in, I'm not saying that the people don't, our people don't care about Black Lives Matter, but the people that's just sitting outside on the streets, it's not really on their front mind. They just see a police officer as he just 12 messing with me. Like, it's no, it's no police brutality or you have hate in your heart towards me. You're just 12 and you're just messing with me. Because, you know, we call people, we call police officers 12. So 12 was to, walk down the street and be like, this is this is about the coronavirus. Just give it to them. They read it or they don't read it. It doesn't matter. It's just like do something. I'll give them a mask. It's it's things that can be done that's not being done, especially with the mask. Like they have all this money to equip police officers with riot gear, helmets, tear gas, the bullets, the rubber bullets. Like they have all this money to do that, but you're telling me you don't have money to pass out free masks when it, it doesn't even cost that much to make the mask. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. That's why people saying defund the police now because they put their attention and focus to where it's not needed and where it is needed. It's never there. When we do need the police, they don't show up. And when we don't need them, they show up. And if they do show up when we do need them, they show up and do the wrong thing. Wow. Okay. I see. Well, let's let's talk a bit more about coronavirus then. Do do you agree that young people have a role to play in stopping the transmission of coronavirus? We do have a role to play. I agree with that. But also I feel like the people ahead of us to give us the leeway to help. They don't listen to our opinions about anything and they wonder why we don't go out and vote. Like there's nobody listens to the youth. Mm-hmm. It, Government just does what they want. They don't listen to the youth. Well, not even the government, like city officials, 
everywhere, even everywhere in the world, they don't listen to you because they feel like we're too young to have an opinion. But I feel like being young is what makes our opinion so valuable because we're going through it at the moment. So we know how we feel and we're going to have to grow up and deal with the consequences of this pandemic and what it's going to do to the economy when it's over. We have to deal with that. Nine times out of ten, majority of the people that's in office now, they're going to be going out of office. Are they going to be getting older? They're not not going to have to deal with it. We're going to have to deal with it. So we rather people listen to us now then when we get in a position that they're in, we're trying to fix what they messed up and we're not listening to the people that's coming after us. So it's just a repetitive cycle of the youth not getting listened to. And then when the youth are finally in a place to make change, they're trying to fix the mistakes that the people before them made. So this change change won't be made because they're trying to fix what happened before them. Yeah. Wow. So it's just like a constant cycle. I look forward to the day when you're one of the the leaders. You're already a leader. So that's that's terrific. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. So tell me about when you say that the government and people don't listen. Tell me what it looks like. What would we have to do so that youth would feel like we are listening? Like, How do you determine you've been listened to? Well, I feel like they're including us in things. But they're not taking what we say seriously. Like, a young person, they can give an idea and say something. And everybody around them, they'll listen, they'll nod their head, they'll agree with it. But when it comes time to take action, there's, oh, you got to wait. Or, no, not yet. Or, that wasn't really that good of an idea. Are they changing the stuff on it? You listen, but you don't listen to comprehend I think that's what the problem is. People listen, but they don't listen to comprehend. They just listen so we can feel like we've been heard. But if we've been heard, then there would be change, and there's still not no change. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I know for a while, a lot of people have been trying to get police officers out of schools in D.C. Everybody claims they're listening, but nobody's changing it. The police officers still in the school. They don't listen. So you don't think um, police need to be in school at all? No. So what happens when that, something, something a fight breaks out or there's gun violence or there's some sort of altercation? You want Who do you want to handle that? Not the police. They mm. don't help at all. I feel like with dealing with kids, mm-hmm. everything that happens, it can literally be solved because kids, even young adults my age, even humans around the world, we all act off emotions. But with kids, it's harder for them because they don't know how to control their emotions. Mm. So if there was a fight to break out with a kid, a teacher can break a fight up or a security guard or a guidance counselor. You don't need a police officer with a taser and a gun and a baton to break up a fight between two 12-year-olds. They're like 80 pounds. Oh, right. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, so it's like you don't. And then when you separate them, they're not going to keep coming at each other. They're probably both going to be crying. Like, he did this or she did this to me first. Like, with kids, you have to talk to them. You don't, like, if a police officer break up a fight in school, nine times out of ten, the kids that are fighting, they're going to go to juvenile detention. Oh, wow. And the problem's not going to be solved because they just fought. Like, they're still going to be mad. Then 
they're about to get suspended. They're going to get in trouble at home. All these other consequences. Like there's, there's never, there's never reform. It's just consequence, 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 consequence. And then it doesn't help the kid. But I feel like if there's a guidance, guidance counselors, I feel like they will help kids more because they can talk. Like if they can talk to you and they, they're paid to know how to calm kids down and what works with kids and what doesn't work with kids. Police officers, they're not trained with that. Like, they go to training, and majority of their training is conflict-based. Well, not even combat-based. Like, it's shooting, fighting. It's not anything psychological. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. How old are you? Uh, 20. Okay, so um, my my last question, and, and I really appreciate all of your insights about how we can uh, educate young people about the pandemic. Um, but my last question is, if you could change one thing about what's happening with young people, you've talked a lot about how we need to listen, but this is anything you could do to change what's happening uh, with young people, what would it be? That's a difficult question. I feel like <laughs> I would change the way that we're approached because a lot of adults, they approach us and feel like we don't know nothing mm-hmm. about anything and that they're, try- that they're doing us a favor by educating us. But if you approach us in the same way that you would approach any other adult, then you would get a different reaction out of the kid or the young adult. That's... Like, a lot of adults, they don't see us as equal because we're 18 or 19 or 20. But if I have access to the same information that you do, what makes us different if we both know the same thing just because you're older? What about experience? I think I think the difference is there's a level of experience there. But what I'm hearing is you all want respect. That can, yeah. We want respect. And everybody says our generation is so disrespectful. We're so this. Nobody respect us. Like, y'all call us. We're always in our phones. And we always doing this. And there's always negative. There's no, oh, this generation, they're actually, they're leading the black revolution. Like, I haven't heard anybody say anything positive about our generation since all the protests have started. But they all have something negative to say mm-hmm. about us. Yeah. Like yeah, we don't we don't listen we don't listen all the time, but neither do they. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's a true statement. Yeah, like we're growing up too. Yeah. Like we're growing up just like y'all grew up. But yeah. the difference with my generation is y'all respected y'all elders. Our generation, well mine's if you don't respect us, we're not gonna respect you. Cause why should I? I understand you're older than me. And that's okay, but you have to give respect to get respect. It doesn't matter how old you are or what age you are, what you know and what you do. We all on this earth together. And if you don't respect somebody, how would you expect them to respect you? If you you don't give them nothing to respect. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Lauren. You said people don't have positive things to say about your generation, but I guarantee after they listen to this interview, they'll have plenty of positive things to say. So I hope, I we, hope, so. I hope we can stay in touch, and thank you again.
That was Lauren Lou Allen, youth activist, who says if we want young people to do their part to stop the spread of coronavirus, we have to educate and earn their respect. Thanks for listening to the Grapevine Health Podcast. Our producer is Nicholas Elias. Please like us on social media. You can find us at Grapevine Health on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Health Grapevine. Until next time, I'm Dr. Lisa, signing off.